This is your itinerary for travel and photography with your host, Rob Knight. On your itinerary this week, we're kicking off our local expert series. Valérie Jardin offers tips for traveling and shooting in her hometown of Paris, France. Stay tuned all month for more travel and shooting tips with our local experts. Are you a local expert? Well, I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a line on Twitter, at Your Itinerary, and let me know about your favorite spot. Maybe I'll even interview you for our next local expert series. Welcome to Your Itinerary. My name is Rob Knight, and we've got a special local expert episode today with Valérie Jardin. And you may be able to tell by Valerie's name that she is originally from France. And so she's coming on as a local expert for Paris, France. Welcome to the show, Valerie. Hi, Rob. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Long time no see. Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down the list of, of uh, simple questions here and try to keep this kind of short. And, and my idea here is to give people an idea, uh, a photographer who's going to visit Paris, um, listening to this show, hopefully they'll have some ideas of how to plan their own trip to Paris. So the first question is, uh, what can photographers expect to see when they go to Paris? In other words, why would a photographer go to Paris? It's Why wouldn't they? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it can get very overwhelming. I mean, whether you go to Paris or any other big city for the first time, as a photographer, it's actually easy to just grab a whole bunch of, you know, mediocre shots of everything you see and come home pretty disappointed. So I think it's important to be prepared because uh, so that you're not so overwhelmed. So, of course, there's all the iconic landmarks. And if you're there for the first time, by all means, go to the Eiffel Tower. But but you have to also see outside the postcard and explore less travel areas. For sure. Well, uh, speaking of that, what are, if you had to make a list of your top five must-shoot locations, what would they be? Um, well, I love the 5th District on the left bank, and that's um, Hemingway's neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I just, it's the old part of the old Paris, the the narrow streets, the the cobblestones, and the, all the cafes. And, and Paris is alive you know, 24 seven, um, people are outside at cafes under the heat lamp in January, even (laughs) if the temperature is 30 Fahrenheit. Um, well, they're smokers, so they have to be outside. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, people eat outside. People live outside uh, a lot more than they do in the States. So, um, so those neighborhoods are always filled with locals. You know, the uh, La Sorbonne University is there. So you have all the students. It's it's very authentic. I really enjoy it. And that's also near the Luxembourg Garden, mm-hmm. which is lovely. Um, people have their lunch there, even on rainy days. I have photographs of, of Parisians eating their lunch under umbrellas at the Luxembourg Garden. You know, that's <laughs> what people do. People want to be outside. Sure. So that neighborhood is just, it's, you can, you know, just get lost in the neighborhood for a day and you won't be disappointing. disappointed as a photographer, whether you do, you photograph people or architecture. Um, it, it's just, it's just fabulous. Nice. Okay, so is that is that five locations in itself, or, no, or what well, else would you recommend? No, that would be recommend? one pretty big location, I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, then I would probably cross the river and um, go through the Jewish Quarter um, in the Fourth District, um, and go all the way to Place des Vosges, 
and uh, we'll probably put the name in the show notes, mm-hmm, for sure. um, which is uh, where the um, author Victor Hugo, Les Miserables, mm-hmm. uh, Victor Hugo, as you would say in English, uh, <laughs> lived for a good part of his life. Uh, it's a beautiful area. Um, actually, on my workshop, we uh, hit that spot if we have a rainy day because it's a big square with arches and there are a lot of art galleries and nice cafes all uh, in the square. So there is a beautiful garden in the middle. And then, uh, but you can walk under those, the archway all around it, um, that big, big square. So, a uh, great place to, to shoot as well. Um, so that's that whole area, Rue des Rosiers, which is, uh, in the Jewish quarter. It's just, it's so beautiful. I, I really like it. Um, and on the, on the way between, between the left bank and the right bank, I, you know, I always tell people to explore Ile de la Cité. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's the island that is uh, behind Notre Dame. So not, not, uh, no, sorry, Ile Saint-Louis. Sorry, Ile Saint-Louis. Ile de la Cité is where Notre Dame is on. But Ile Saint-Louis is the one that is behind it and uh, has a lot of really cool little streets and little shops and cafes. So uh, a must stop on the, on the island for uh, a cup of coffee and, and explore a little bit. Cool. And I would say to go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, how about the big landmarks? Which you know, obviously, you're going to see the Eiffel Tower. Is there anything that uh, that kind of goes on that list that, as a photographer, you definitely don't want to miss? Well, to have the best view of Paris, actually, I would say, well, I would say, skip going to the top of the Eiffel Tower. Um, well, unless you have your tickets well ahead of time and you can skip the three hour line, you know, then maybe. Um, but if you want a good view of Paris, somewhere where you can potentially bring a tripod even um, and do some night photography, I would say go to um, Tour Montparnasse, which is the eyesore in Paris. And um, I think it's in the is it in the 15th. It's kind of at the edge of the 6th district, district and the and the 15th, I believe. Um, and... Um, it's that really tall tower that just looks like it doesn't belong there. <laughs> right. It's the only modern uh, tower in the heart of Paris. But going to the top is actually quite inexpensive. There are no lines, and uh, they have an out they have an outdoor patio with glass. But they have their their holes in the glass, and you oh. can you can fit your camera there. And you have the best views of Paris, including the Eiffel Tower. Which, when you're on the Eiffel Tower, you can't see it. So, right. uh, <laughs> for for some really cool night shots, that would be a, that would be a place to go. If you want to go to the Eiffel Tower, the best views are not from the top. I mean, you way too far to get uh, a really good view of of paris uh first and second level are definitely the the best way Mm -hmm. the best places to shoot um to shoot the city um and if you do go to the eiffel tower you know try i always tell my student go to the eiffel tower and show me a picture of it that i haven't seen before right um you know look at for reflections in puddles uh include people in your shots Get the get the, the traditional Eiffel Tower shot out of the way, and then look for something a little more interesting. Great, I I, I don't remember where I read it, but when I visited Paris the last time, I read somewhere that the Montparnasse Tower looks like the box that the Eiffel Tower came in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good good way to put it. Yeah, 
it's uh, um, I would say hit one of the two big cemeteries if you have time go to Le Père Lachaise mm -hmm. um, uh, Oscar Wilde uh, Chopin and of course Jim Morrison uh, are buried there um, and when you go to Le Père Lachaise one tip is to go to the main entrance and you'll see there are usually two or three older gentlemen that are standing there, usually with a clipboard. They are just, um, they're there to make a, to, to make 10, 20 euros. And, uh, they do that on their free time. A, a lot of them are just retired, but they're people with a passion for the history of that cemetery. And mm. it's the best 10 or 20 euro you'll ever spend because they're going to take you to, they're going to take you to, Places you'd never find on your own. I mean, that, that place is gigantic. You could very easily get lost. Uh, it's gigantic and they will show you some more interesting. I mean, they'll take you to Jim Morrison's grave if you want to see it, but they'll show you other areas that are just so amazing. And, uh, they don't, they're not part of the cemetery. They don't work for the cemetery, but there are, they're like, uh, Père Lachaise historians and they're just lovely. Every time I've taken a group there, I've hired one on site, said, okay, we're, uh, we're here for two hours. Take us on a two hour tour and then they can take us to, you know, off the beaten path areas through the cemetery and, and show us some really interesting things that we would have missed on our own. Very cool. That's a great tip. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the best time of year to visit Paris? It's always good. Um, if if there is a bad time, I would say it's July and August uh, because the Parisians are gone and it's filled with tourists. Mm. Uh, French people take a month off in the summer and most um, most businesses will close either July or August. So all the employees leave that time. So July and August are usually the month where the locals will be on vacation and then you're left with just tourists and um whereas the rest of the year it's a lot more authentic i love going anytime i, I really love january uh but if you want safer weather and and warmer weather i would say april may june and then uh, september october are really good times to go yeah all the uh the songs and stories about springtime in paris are no joke i went in <laughs> may a few years ago and it was amazing so. yeah for sure. Um, what about camera gear? Is there uh, obviously there's so many things to shoot in Paris. Is there one one lens that you definitely want to bring or or anything like that? Uh, well, uh, you're asking the one person <laughs> who only shoots with one focal length. Uh, I just say the most important part is not to weigh yourself down because you're going to be walking. No joke, you're going to be walking at least ten miles in a day. Um, you won't even know it. But uh, it's Paris is a walkable city. Uh, it'd be silly to take public transportation to because you won't see anything. I mean, yeah, do take the metro. Um, I mean, of course, like if you're going from the heart of Paris to Sacré-Cœur and Montmartre area, you will definitely take public transportation. But sure. to be in the heart of Paris, you're going to walk it. You're going to walk along the riverbank. So try to be comfortable. That's just number one number one rule just try to to stay away from carrying a full backpack of lenses uh because it's gonna it's you're gonna get tired and um and i i do believe in the power of limitation so i think if you limit yourself to one camera one lens for the day you're probably gonna get better shots gotcha great 
I have to tell you a quick story. You mentioned uh, getting around on the train and walking. Um, the first time I visited Paris was in, I believe it was March, and hadn't been there before. Really last minute, long story decision to go there. But we got to the airport and I bought a guidebook at the airport, literally at, at Charles de Gaulle. And so we got on the train and we were riding into the city and I picked a hotel and figured out how to get there. Just really on, it was the one on the list that, you know, it was the cheapest one. And so we come up out of the train station. I don't remember which metro station it was, but we're on the banks of the river. It's snowing. Um, Notre Dame is on one side. Uh, the Louvre is on the other side of me and the Eiffel Tower is off in the distance in the snow. And it was like, a dream. You know what yes. I mean? It was just <laughs> unbelievable. So it Paris doesn't in the snow. snow very often. So uh, if you get a chance to, to actually uh, to land, <laughs> everything kind of stops working the minute oh, they sure. have an inch of snow. So if you, uh, if you're lucky enough to, uh, to be there when it snows, it's, uh, it's definitely a sight to see. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, what's your favorite neighborhood to stay in, in Paris? Do you have a place that you always stay or? I stay in the fifth district. Yes, okay. that's uh, as that's the first neighborhood I mentioned. That's near the Pantheon, Pantheon, mm -hmm. and um, La Sorbonne area, the uh, the Latin Quarter area. Um, so that's that's my favorite. It feels like home. I, I go there all the time. I it's uh, I know the waiters at the cafes. They know me. You know, it's it's my neighborhood. Right. So that's definitely a. That's where I feel most at, at home. Uh, a lot of people like to stay closer to the big boulevards and uh, Champs Elysees uh, because of the nightlife and uh, and the shopping. I'm not into shopping, so I kind of like to stay where you know the little cafes and uh, narrow streets are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I usually prefer to stay where, like you said, where sort of regular people yeah. live. Anyway, cool. Um, do you have any favorite restaurants or or dining advice in general? Um, yes, try to stay away from the main streets. Um, my favorite restaurant is actually, um, uh, I have several, but they all are where locals go. Uh, I mean, yes, they, they have such great rating that, you know, people who are foodies will go to those, you know, they travel and they want to eat authentic French food. Uh, they will and, and have the, the real local experience will go to those. But, you know, they're the type of restaurants where the little old lady from the fifth floor above comes down every day for lunch. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the kind of place I look for. And uh, and those are usually not on the main boulevards. They're kind of on the side streets. So look for places that are that are kind of full. Um, but don't, don't go at 6 p.m. or even at 7. That's kind of early. Um, you know, people eat later. Uh, 8 p.m. is usually when people start going up to dinner and then later. Um, mm -hmm. 9, 10 people are eating. So uh, those are the, if, if you see those places really busy around those times, that's when the locals are in there. And that's a good sign. Gotcha. I have I have two pieces of dining advice for people visiting Paris. And one is when you go to the outdoor cafes, you sit down. And if you're in a hurry, then you don't go you don't go to the outdoor cafe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you're in a hurry, you go in and go to the counter and they'll think you're a, a jerk because you're trying to rush through a meal. But yeah. but um you know that was I learned that on my first trip to Paris after like, oh, is the waiter ever gonna come? And once you let go of that sort of American 
you know, I've got to be served right now thing, then it's a, it's a great experience. And oh, it is. And they'll get to you and it'll be great. So and you don't carry your coffee with you. You sit and you drink it. That's You're right. not going to offer a disposable cup unless you go to Starbucks, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> which is everywhere too. But um, it would be a shame to be in Paris and go to a Starbucks. Absolutely. Uh, just enjoy sitting. You know, all the tables are facing the street. You sit next to each other. You sit next to people you don't know. You you have conversations. Sometimes you don't. You know, people are very private. And uh, and you watch life go by. And um, and you observe. And, and that's part of... Um, I make my kids do that even when they were little. Every time we're in France, every day, we sit at a cafe for an hour. And hmm. I want to tell you a funny story because my youngest son, we started doing that when he was quite young. And an hour is a long time for a little kid. Sure. And so he would be looking at the watch. Is it, uh, is, it, uh, is it done yet? Is it done? I said, no, 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 you're missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> the point is to slow down and just watch people around you, watch life around you. And, and, uh, and now they can't get enough of it. I mean, they're, they're big kids now and uh they look forward to their one hour afternoon uh -huh. time at the cafe wherever we go anywhere in the world for that matter we we sit and we we watch yeah. you know just uh ob observe and uh i'm not trying to make street photographers out of them but i uh i feel that if you uh if you if you slow down um it's just so much more fun Absolutely. And and what's the point in visiting a place if you're going to just sit down and grab something to eat and then check off your list of of uh, tourist attractions that you're going to see? Like you said, sit there and, and really see and experience where you are. Exactly. And I think that's the problem. A lot of uh, people who go to Europe for the first time, for example, try to do too much. They try to do five cities in six days. And uh, why? You know, I've seen... So many people do that and they come back and they can't remember, okay, we saw that. Where was it? In London or in Paris? Because it all blends in. And I think people need to slow down, explore one area. You have three weeks, spend three weeks in Paris. You won't, you won't see it all. Or spend three weeks or two weeks wherever in, in London. But don't try to do everything in one trip because it's all going to blend in. You, all you're going to see are tourist spots. You're not going to get a feel for the culture. And what's the point? Sure. I agree. I, I usually expect my first trip to another city or somewhere I haven't been is going to be basically my scouting trip. Even mm -hmm. if I'm not going to lead a workshop there or whatever, that's going to be the trip that I take to learn what I really want to do the next time I go there. Yeah. For sure. And my, my other dining tip for Paris is to take at least one afternoon. And I'm sure you know the, the market streets. I don't know. I don't remember the names of the streets, but I remember my wife and I went and we stopped at the bakery and we got some bread. And then we stopped at the cheese shop and got some cheese. And then we went to the, the meat guy and got some lunch meat and a, a bottle of wine and then find a park and sit yeah. down and have lunch. Exactly. Or, or go on one of the pedestrian bridges, uh, even at night or on the left bank near the Eiffel Tower, actually, uh, between the Eiffel Tower and, um, 
and Musée d'Orsay on that side of the river. Um, a lot of the locals come after work and uh, they bring a bottle of wine, they bring an aperitif, uh, some snacks, and they just sit and relax. That's something that's actually more typical in the summer or the, the first really warm days in the spring into the fall. People take the time to just unwind and you can drink alcohol in public places and it's not a It's not an issue. Uh, everybody does. Mm -hmm. um, or like, you know, or, or bring a, a bottle of wine and sit by the river at night behind Notre Dame and, and see it all lit up and, and watch the boats go by. And uh, everybody does that. And it's so nice it, just to to slow down and to um, to live like a local, really. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that struck me the most about Paris was not only is there green space, but there is people in the green space. You yes. know, like you mentioned earlier, people love to be outside and, and enjoy their city, you know. Definitely. It's fantastic. Well, um, what are some uh, resources for people that are researching a trip to Paris? What, what can you recommend? Well, just go online and uh, or go on. Uh, well, first of all, if, if it's anything to do with, with tourism, you know, you can get all the information you need online or you don't even need to carry a guidebook anymore. We all connected all the time. So that's pretty easy. Uh, but if you want to look at some places to, you know, check, scout places ahead of time to, to photograph, you know, go on, on sites like even 500px and put Paris and, and that will give you an idea of, of spots you want to, want to hit. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but otherwise, um, yeah, just uh, just just go on the Internet and and uh, look for even the French tourist office. You know, you get a lot of, uh, of tips of what to do if you're traveling with kids um, and so forth. Um, there's so much. It's almost too much now, actually. There are just too many, <laughs> too many resources out there. Now you have to kind of weed through. But um, and and ask people, you know, it's amazing uh, how many times when I'm there, I've asked um, local people, you know, like I'm, I'm looking for uh, something specific and I made a wrong turn and I'm with a few people, you know, on my group and and they will go out of the way. They're going the opposite direction. They'll turn around and they'll take you to the location mm. that happens All the time. That's always the comment that people tell me when they come, when they leave my workshop is how helpful people have been. Yeah. And they go out of their way. So it just, just learn a few words. Um, don't expect everybody to speak your language. And then, uh, they'll guide you. They'll give you tips. They'll tell you what the best restaurant is. They'll, they'll, uh, show you things that are off the beaten path. And uh, people are passionate about their cities and they want to, show it in its best light. So if you take the time, people are actually very, very friendly. I just love, I love Parisians. I find them extremely friendly if you, if you're friendly to them. Right. And I think that's a great tip too, because um, if you go to, you know, your hotel concierge, then they won't necessarily give you um, the best advice. They're going to give you the best advice based on which restaurant gives them the, the kickback. That's you know? right. So often the case. That's so, true. So finding just a sort of regular person is, is uh, I think, a better idea. Yeah, I think it's fun. I mean, you can tell who is a local and who isn't. And it's always fun to just, you know, start a conversation and say, hey, do you live around here? Where's the best place to eat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. And that's, again, that, that involves you in the place. Yeah. Um, I know, I, I think my first trip to Paris, I was I was with somebody who spoke a little bit of French. So I was happy just to sort of. 
let her talk to everybody. And, and I almost feel like I could have watched it on television. You know what I mean? And then my <laughs> second trip, I tried to speak, speak a little bit of French and try to really interact with people. And, and you get such a, uh, a more authentic experience when you do that. Try to actually immerse yourself in the culture of where you're visiting. And people appreciate it. I mean, this is the most visited city in the world, I think, still today. And um, people can be very rude. And it's hard to, you know, not everybody's cut out to be uh, a waiter or a, you know, in the tourist industry. And, mm -hmm. uh, and yes, people will get impatient. But You know, I've often witnessed some really, really obnoxious tourists and, and think, feeling so bad for the staff. I mean, yes, their job is to stay cool no matter what, but not everybody can do that. And so, so a, a lot of people who have, um, approached, uh, Parisians in the, in a rude way found them rude back. Right. Well, you know what? That's going to happen anywhere. And, yep. uh, and I think it's all about your, your attitude and, uh, and going with the flow. They, they live on a completely different, at a different pace. They take their time for lunch. They're not running all the time. And, uh, so you have to kind of adapt and, uh, and try to blend in a little more and not expect everybody to speak your language. That's, I think that's, uh, that's a rude way to approach any, any culture. Absolutely. I remember reading, I think it was in uh, Rick Steves' book. Um, mm -hmm. We had we took the Rick Steves Guide to Paris, which is actually a fantastic resource yes. in itself. It probably saved us $1,000. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. if you want to go here, then go to this place to buy a ticket and you'll save 50 euros a person. I mean, it was amazing. But um, there was a little essay at the beginning of the book that basically, um, I think it was entitled The Myth of the Rude Parisian. And one of the big takeaways I got from that was um, how polite are you in your home country when someone walks up to you and speaks to you in a language you don't understand? Yeah, and, exactly. And that, I was like, wow, because there's a lot of a lot of people in Atlanta that speak Spanish, mm -hmm. and I don't speak Spanish. And I and, and my my other life, people would come in and say, you know, they would just start speaking to me in Spanish, and I wasn't like. Oh, excuse me, sir. I don't speak Spanish. Would you speak English, please? You know, I was, yeah. I'm sure I was a jerk, <laughs> just like <laughs> just like Parisians are when you walk up to them and speak English. And, yeah, yeah. Um, just that to make that assumption that that people in not just Paris but any foreign country are going to just um, just they're going to speak your language and, and they're going to go out of their way to accommodate you. It's just kind of a rude way to go. But yeah, yeah. Well, well, that was awesome. I appreciate that. Um, this oh, you're is welcome. my first local expert interview, and I hope it was helpful to, to the listeners. And um, hopefully, if you're planning a trip to Paris to go shoot or, or otherwise, then this was a big help. Um, Valerie, where can people contact you to get uh, to bother you for more information about this? <laughs> uh, they can go through my website, and all the information is there. It's uh, valeriejardinphotography.com, all in one word, and I'll spell it out V A L E R I E J A R D I N photography.com. Great. Well, thanks a lot for being on the show. And Thank you. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more local expert. Uh, interviews and our usual information about travel and photography and we'll see you next week you've been listening to your itinerary with rob knight head over to thisweekinphoto.com to check out the other twip shows and get on our mailing list become a twip member to get exclusive benefits and member pricing on twip products and workshops 
Start planning your next adventure, and we'll see you next week on Your Itinerary for travel and photography. Oh, 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 oh,